Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just had our international episode last week. We hope everybody enjoyed oui. that. We. <laughs> Very American response. I'm sorry. Uh... Uh, oh, we apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan. We really we we love that episode, and now we just sort of we're, we're being goofy about it. But I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Um, in this episode, we're continuing on with the BPRD one-offs or one-shot issues that they were doing before the big first storyline. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be doing Night Train, but before we can get to that um, issue, we got a little segment to plug in. To <laughs> countdown to Hellboy 2019. I'm trying in my head to figure out right now, time-wise, when people are listening to this, I think the movie is about to come out. I'm just trying in my head. Yeah, the 10th. Yeah. The 10th is, is when, when people are out, listening so to this, the, right? Yeah. So you probably won't be hearing from us about the movie until after the premiere date. I'm just going to get that out of the way yeah. for our listeners. Uh, we're going to be a little behind schedule because we got lives. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we, gotta live. we wish we could do nothing but this, but unfortunately we can't. Yeah. Uh, but we're excited to see the movie and talk about it on here in the pod and hear from you guys on how you felt. I bet um, there'll be plenty of clatter um, come April 12th online about the movie, I assume. Yeah. So, but we, in regards to the spirit of that and being excited for that to come out, um, let's first talk about uh, um, Harbor made the statement online uh, that he says his Hellboy can't have sex <laughs> with humans. <laughs> with humans, yeah. So I guess he can have demon sex, but he sure. says with humans. Do you have that quote pulled up? Yeah, yeah. So I think like. All right, I'll just read this first. Okay. Yeah, it's an avuncular relationship with Alice. I mean, it's funny because in an earlier draft, there was the temptation to do that, and I was very adamant to the fact that Hellboy cannot have sex with human women. Like, I don't want that to ever be an issue, and I want it to be known for him. Well, Whereas this Blood Queen witch in the movie, right? So there is a world that he can exist sexually in, but it is not in our human universe, and Alice is even though she has sort of a witch that craft thing to her, she is a human being. And so I think Hellboy is very, you know, it's much more of an avuncular relationship. He would never. Yeah. <laughs> End <It's>, quote. <laughs> End quote. I think it's a rambling kind of way for him to say that he's not going to have sex with the female character in this, in this movie. Yeah. He's like, or yeah, somebody asked him about us like, because we know, even though we haven't touched on it on the pod yet, and yeah. everybody knows though, and unless you haven't watched the movies, but most people are introduced to him by that, he is going to by the end of Hellboy: The Golden Army, he's going to straight up have a child. Yeah, uh, Liz in the in that iteration is pregnant at the end of the movie, so it's like that they have they're not they don't shy away from like, hey, Hellboy can fuck. Yeah, uh, and we found out in the, actually in the comics through uh, Lost Army specifically. That we also know Hellboy can fuck. Yeah. So it's very. Hellboy fucks. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is a very weird way to approach the idea that like, I, 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 I'm, I'm taking this out of context and not being present for this uh, interview, but 
it feels like they're just asking about a love interest between him and Alice because yeah. spoiler in the comic they do tend, they have like a relationship. Okay. Uh I can't remember how physical it is or beyond that, but I do know they have like a close relationship. Yeah. Like a romantic relationship. I believe it is romantic. Okay. Listeners can correct me. Again, I uh I haven't read like Wild Hunt and f- so forth for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, since probably if not their release, but since I had the library editions, you know what I mean? And yeah. reread them back then. But either way, or I had the trades first. Trades and then library. <laughs> I upgraded. But I think that's such a weird way to just say, like, no, nah, there's no love interest in this movie. Right, right. Like, why not just write that off and say, like, no, this their relationship with this movie is no. Alice stands on her own two legs. She's not a love interest. She has her own thing. You know what I mean? Right. There's a way to say, (laughs) there's a better way to say, I think what he's trying to say. Like, I, I appreciate that he put some thought into it or whatever, but then he has to like, now he's on this role of like, he has to explain himself of being like, uh, she's a human woman. Like, it's like, stop, just stop, stop, stop. Just, you know, you don't have a sexual relationship with the female character. That's all you gotta say. That's it. Like, Because I think that comp, even if you say Hellboy cannot have like a sex, can't have sex with a human woman, I think that causes too much m- another door to open to be like for more like why, is right? His dick like made of flames. <laughs> right? Does he does he come lava like <laughs> killer? Like does he like if he comes? Does Harbor he go to- confirms <laughs> that Hellboy comes lava. <laughs> I, th- it, I agree though. It's like it's like just you don't have to say it in the and you don't have to explain it in this crazy ass way. Like no, you don't at all. Just and say also, you guys don't. Ever- regardless if it's a witch or not, that person's still a human, right? And right. like, and if we're going off of lineage, you're, you're half human, right? right? I don't think they're changing that in this movie. I don't think so. He's still half demon, half human. And he's just all so caught his dad up in this. had to have had sex with a human woman. So now you're like going back and going like, wait, well, now we're getting, you're just complicating it. You're complicating needlessly, it. Needlessly, needlessly complicating it. Like completely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I then don't you know. left yourself open to get fucking Bitch slapped by the previous Hellboy. <laughs> oh don't, my god! Because then little Mister Ron Perlman <laughs> had to chime in on like Twitter. Did you? Uh, do you have this up? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the, what's his? He like he got on Twitter and he had to comment on Harbor saying that his Hellboy can't have sex. And then Perlman straight up he says the quote's very funny because he is playing his Hellboy, but he's like says here in a tweet. Earlier tonight, I don't know the date of this, but Perlin made sure to point out that his take on the character had no problem uh, fornicating. Perlin tweeted that the first guy did just fine. <laughs> so weird. It's so dumb. It's so childish. And like, it's very funny. I guess it's fun. He's like trying to be funny and be like, this Hellboy could fuck or whatever. He's like, I think he's seeing all of like a lot or not all of, but a lot of people who really resonated with the, his version of Hellboy commenting on the new trailers and stuff and being like, bring, you know, Perlman bring. 2019, like make it happen. I want to see that movie. Like, yeah, he's my only Hellboy, whatever. And then so I think he's like getting a slightly big head about that and posting like, I could also fuck as Hellboy, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> 
that wasn't the only like you know it's just like so funny and weird it is very weird what a weird i do find that funny i agree yeah but then there is also like a weird because i do think him and a couple of people like selma blair social media wise yeah i probably in their personal they don't even give help weight a second fucking they thought. don't care yeah but it, weirdly social media they've pointed out a couple of times of them sort of like throwing uh shade sure because <laughs> i can't find a better word but like throwing shade at the new movie and there's a part of me goes like who fucking cares move yeah. on it's, it's not like every silly. time do we think that sean connery and like roger moore when they moved on past james bond they were throwing shade at the next iteration i mean, I mean there could if have twitter happened. existed it maybe so but it feels so silly right it just like <laughs> makes me think of like if you ever watch the audio commentary for like any DVD and it's like the views expressed in this commentary do not reflect the views of the net of the like studio and all this shit. Yeah. It's like this is why like because they're just <laughs> coming out saying whatever stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Like this Hellboy doesn't have sex with humans. My Hellboy did. It's like what the fuck are you guys talking about? Why are we now talking about the sex with this demon house? So funny dude. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Very silly. So funny. Made me laugh. All I gotta say is like, hey Ron, if you're listening, you were a <laughs> and great- And you are. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> you were a great Hellboy. There's no fucking question about it. You are a perfect casting, but unfortunately they moved on because it's not, it got complicated. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, from what I've, the little I've read about it, Guillermo just wasn't interested anymore going forward. The studios probably wanted something different. Yeah. You didn't want to work without Guillermo. So there, settled. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> we loved you as Hellboy. Hasn't he said, didn't he say something? He never wanted to play another superhero or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so like, but it's just funny to see, like, I don't know. It's silly. It it's is always very silly, funny. Silly. It's I like guess you're doing like, fine. I guess he does feel, it's it's cool that he feels like pride and like ownership of this character to a degree, but it's also like, eh. I would it was hope, so long ago. Yeah, and I hope that pride eventually can move on, regardless of what maybe what is going to happen with this new movie, good or bad. But if like, say there's success further on with Hellboy, whether that means with David Harbour, whether that means it goes away cinematically, or maybe there is another recasting, whatever, yeah. say whatever happens. I do like the idea they're better seeing a panel like fans being able to go to a panel and see Ron Perlman, and David Harbour on the same stage together, joking with these kind of jokes in person about it. Yeah. And like showing us like different iterations, like, like, you know, it'd be great. In the top of my head, immediately, is like, wouldn't it be fun if you went to a panel about Batman and it was just like the one, the people that are alive? Yeah, because Adam West has unfortunately passed, but like Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, <laughs> George Clooney, <laughs> then like, uh, I mean, then it would been then it was just Christian Bale, right? Yeah, yeah. and then Ben Affleck. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? It would and be an insane this, panel. It would be an insane panel, be and just bonkers. like and like everybody not throwing shit, but just almost like being present to watch them like reference notes and and what yeah. they thought of this character. I that to me yeah. sounds like fun versus like. Who did it better? Who fucking right. cares? I think that that's like inevitable though, because these guys are just like weirdo actors who are yeah. like, have this like crazy ego. For like, sure. But it would be it like if you stripped all that away and it was just like, how did you approach this character? Like, what did you think about it? Like, what was your direction on this character and all that shit? Like, that would be totally interesting. Yeah. And cool. 
I yeah, would love I don't that. see these. I mean, you don't see it happening. These from what we've seen, <laughs> then no. Because I like David Harbor. He sounds like a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, they're just both <laughs> and, yeah. big adult babies or whatever. I yeah. guess I don't know. Uh, but the next thing we got um, in this um, little segment is we have those. There's three new posters. These definitely have been yeah. all over the place. So we're looking at the new posters. Um, that have been released. I think these um, are IMAX exclusives. That's what I hear because they all have the IMAX logo on it. Sweet. Now, um, they're very traditional, I think, almost just traditional movie poster. Yeah. I would even say they're taking they're taking a, a clear um, stab at doing what I would call the Marvel poster. Yeah. Um, there's two iterations here, one that's like more red tonish. Of Hellboy and like cast and monsters. Yeah, they're just trying to shove in every cool thing about the movie into the yeah, one poster. It's yeah, it's very classic Star Wars. Yeah. The other one is like him with horns, just a variation. Yeah. Of the similar horns. I, I'm, I dig that one a little bit more. Just the composition of it is cooler to me. I do agree with you. Yeah. On that. And like putting the Blood Queen center and you have yes. some giants in there and more monsters. Yeah. And just this like circle of red, like just like some basic design elements seem stronger in this one. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. And then we have another, another one that's like a basic, you saw this one, Kate. Yeah. Like the arc light. Version. I wish I stood in front of that so you could see how fucking big it is at the arc light. It just like is enormous. It looked really it's cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. It's cool. And then just a very like artsy stylistic. I don't know. How, how would you describe that? It's like help with like, it's like super rendered, like illustration-y kind of mm -hmm. version of him, but then it falls away into like drops of paint. Yeah, and it's with him splashing and his down, bowing his head. It's cool. Very dramatic. Yes. Uh, that one, I'm like, I don't know what the hell this movie's going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the They're just like, like, it was a comic, like, so make it look like uh, paint. <laughs> So they're cool. Yeah. Um, the taglines still get uh, rub me the wrong way. I'll admit. Yeah, yeah. I hate that it's the taglines one hell of a superhero. Right. And here's my my gripe about that. And I'd love to hear listeners take on this. Yeah. Because I I get that he's a comic book character, but I don't necessarily give Hellboy the title of superhero. Yeah. No I way. I think he's 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 in comic books and he's a character that's taken, but I don't consider him a superhero. What we consider superheroes are, I mean, it's not that he doesn't have superpowers yeah. and those like things, but a superhero just, I'm trying to think if I wish there was a definition I had to like, but he just feels like a different comic character. He's not even an anti-hero to me or whatever. I agree. He, like he's like, I think it's just this marketing, like we kind of talked about it a little bit, but like this marketing company having a, just an essential mis either misunderstanding of what the character is or not giving a fuck and just trying to show a broad as broad an audience as possible, like he kind of giving him a general idea. Like it's just like he's from a comic book and he's a good guy. So he's a superhero or something. Yeah. Like just trying to like blurp that out in as few words as possible. I guess it's like a little lazy because it's like not totally encapsulating the character and it's also like I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I get why they're doing it just to have somebody who like never reads a comic book to still want to go see this action movie. Right. 
and they know like so I well superhero movies are cool so I want to see a super like you know yeah that's and what I think, it strikes me as I think you're right I think you're 100 right but I also think that will be possibly the downfall of it becoming a, like a success this year yeah because if you're countering up against already like Marvel and which which I love for all even their flaws and all yeah to counter like we're gonna come in with like a different take on the superhero I'm like ah yeah I I don't think it's that it's not like a James Gunn like that new one that's coming out with his I forget the name of what it. it's like what if Superman was a bad guy and it's like the little kid is evil I think you're I think Hellboy is something entirely itself I don't think it's an antithesis. I don't know if that's the right word. Antithesis to the superhero movie. Yeah, it's not a yeah. counter. I don't think it's a counterpoint to superhero culture. No, it's, it's like an entirely of, different genre to me. Like, yeah, and I think that unfortunately, from the marketing and from what I've seen, it feels like they're trying really bad to get into that market. Versus, like, yeah, no, you gotta. I I personally wish they would just build on what really is already there a little more. Yeah. I guess it like sounds better to an executive's ear yeah. than like fantasy detective. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it does sound cool. <laughs> I mean, like I think I think that it could totally be successful to like to yeah to portray the character in a way that he actually is in comics. Like he was successful for that reason. There were you know it's up against like a million different super successful superhero comics in the nineties and it still stood out because it was so different. And it's like, doesn't that set, isn't that an example for you guys? Like, don't you see that being different is beneficial to, to marketing this movie? But I mean, I guess fucking not. I guess it's just like I, yeah. superhero movies, big money equals Hellboy is a superhero. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it's as simple as that. They're just trying to be like, I don't know, just, to, just not, giving the audience the benefit of the doubt kind of. Yeah. And just not creating it as rich as I think it already is yeah. and building from that richness, that foundation, I yeah. guess. Cause I think you, you said it, um, he's not an antihero. And I, I, I would love to hear from our audience on that and our listeners, because I don't consider him an antihero. Cause to me, an antihero is reluctant to, that's like the nature of an antihero. Like he's reluctant to be the hero and to help. Yeah. Like a John McClane is like, fuck well, yeah. I'm here. I might as well. Gets right? like painted into a corner to do the right thing. But and Hellboy I, wants to do I, the right thing. Yeah. I never think we've ever read a story where I'm like, Hellboy doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Is he like, is he like quick about it or glib and like, yeah. here we go again. Yeah. It's like, but I don't think he didn't not sign up for the job and want to help. Yeah. I think he genuinely, that's like the part that keeps him going is like helping people who, or or monsters or whoever needs help, you know, uh, I think that motivates him a lot. In yeah. Job. I don't. Yeah. He I wants think, to save the world. He wants to do that shit. He doesn't want to destroy it. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Like, that's what that's fun about him is that he's not a guy that's like, well, I'm tempted to destroy the world myself, right. but I'm going to be good because I don't want to be this. It's that everyone's saying like, you're meant to be evil. And he's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. He defies I've already chosen. And yeah. I love that about him. And for some reason, I think. And I might be wrong in this new movie. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I clearly want to make that clear. I, I don't know how they're approaching it in the new movie yeah. besides what we have already. But I like I feel from my gut that they cinematically are think that that's not enough. 
Yeah. And they want to water it down to a traditional. And I love it. Hero's Journey is great. But also I'm like, eh. Yeah. There's there's different variations in that, I guess, is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. I don't know if that I was clear enough. I don't even think that he's as complex a character. Like, I think you could do this very simply in a movie. I think you could mm-hmm. show him. He's still, he's, he's a guy who just looks... He doesn't look like he doesn't look the, the hero, but he is. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think you can sum this up really simply, and it's a shame that I don't know. They just like don't. I guess that angle or whatever. I'm sure it's all like you know, whatever fucking numbers and statistics they have on like marketing movies doesn't lend itself to like being like, oh, we should take a risk on this and yeah. s- and sell it in a different way. You're probably 100% Just right. Just like on a that. risk averse company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. That's all it is. Yeah, <sighs> you're right. And again, we're talking about something. <laughs> I hope it's good. I hope it's we're good. We're such in hypothetical good. city right now. Yeah. But I think that's the fun of it, at least for the the, sh- the podcast and discussion. That's what, what we yeah. want to do. So, listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Before we can ever get to that, we're going to jump into watching four clips. Yeah. They've officially released to the public four clips, which I think is way too many i normally do not watch clips i only think i'm only watching the clips for this show to be honest i normally avoid clips yeah but i do think it's a sign of like a little bit of panic i think on their side which i think is always a little off-putting when you feel like the marketing is pushing out so much for this movie yeah. that i'm like are you guys worried <laughs> like what because yeah. like look at like the other superhero movies, I'm not shrouded I mean, I, in mystery. And I get Marvel has had a preset thing. You can argue that with me. Yeah. But there's like things like even us as an example of something that's very new. I know there was clips out there, but I feel like they maybe dropped one. Yeah. And then the rest was trailers and so a couple of posters that were really pretty sparse. Yeah. The most, the biggest art that followed after its release was all fan art. Yeah. But it's like sometimes you're like, who isn't this to me just look the amount of content they've dropped before the release. They're like, please, 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 <laughs> please, 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 go, please go, go, go to it. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, <sighs> it's the first time I, as an actor that I can be on the other side of feeling desperation <laughs> rather than being <laughs> yeah. the desperate one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this desperation stinks, <laughs> but let's watch it. We're going to watch the first one called the Osiris club. Yeah. So this you is Dr. Broom talking Osiris to Hellboy. Club. Oh yeah, Dude, look at him. He's really hanging out in a he towel. Pizza. He's got a guitar. He uses two towels. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> this is a cool, cool reference. Just like uh, our guest Ethan pointed out, it's directly full from the, the comic. The giant yeah. problem. What's <laughs> Giants. All right. What are yeah. our first takeaways, Kate? I will say this. I think the last joke is so fun. The yeah, wordplay yeah. of like, they have a giant problem. What's that? Giants. Very good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that tickles me. Yeah. It's very fun and just simple. Yeah. It's not trying too hard. That joke. Any yeah. other takeaways from that? Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think it'll be like, it's fun to see them just talking. Like it feels natural for these characters. I will say though. <laughs> Why is Hellboy sort of a douche? You want him to be less less smarmy or smarmy something? or like it's not even that. It's the in I know listeners will get at me after this, but like I just don't like that strip club line. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, it feels so, it's less childish and more just like, you're a douche. It's funny And I'm not too, saying like, everybody that goes to a script club is a douchebag. I mean, not trying to like completely, yeah, but yeah. It, there's something like, it's the help. I'm like, ugh. Like, he's like Osiris Club. This thing that, like, if you work for the bureau, you probably know about. And he's like, yeah. oh, the the strip club. And it doesn't even come off like a joke. It just comes off like, yeah, I love fucking strippers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny in the context of like, he doesn't have sex with women, but he likes he, strip strippers. Clubs? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. The close talker weird. thing's a little uh, too Seinfeld for me, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it ended good. It yeah. ended well. This next I like one, it. I believe, is. Ready the Hunt. Ready the Hunt. So we have Hellboy talking to guys with their, uh, this is the Osiris Club. And they're getting ready for the wild hunt of the Giants. He's showing him some electrical stuff. Similar to what we just did with Ethan as well, the Dr. Carp experiment. Yeah. Those things that pinned Hellboy down. That's all right, I got traditions of my own. That big gun of mine. Oh, <laughs> a tradition? A tradition, yeah. <laughs> no, we're very well aware of your distaste for horns. It's my honor, as master of the hunt, to wear the headdress. Mm. Not bad. Yeah. Um. Anything, any thoughts for you, Kate, on that clip? Yeah, again, he's like very married to his gun, right, in this movie? Like they yeah. really are making it like <laughs> old Susie, the old six shooter. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, I guess he... Does it in the comic really give a fuck about <laughs> no. his gun? As far the as the only can tell? gun is he got that one from the torch or whatever, right? And then it exploded the first time we even heard about it. Yeah, it got broken. Yeah, it's a tool. Yeah, and I I find it crazy that he is. I mean, crazy is a harsh word, but like, what? Why is he in love? Why is he a gun lover? It is like <laughs> a silly choice that he's like, I like to shoot him only. Yeah. Because he uses whatever the fuck's around in the car. He's kind of like. His fucking little like charms are, are more useful against yeah. what he fights. Yeah. Than a fucking pistol. Yeah. Just saying. I also think. I think they want him to be like a cool rootin' tootin' kind of cowboy kind of yeah, guy or something. I guess so. Which John is, uh, Wayne. I do not need bit. my fucking hellbill to be a John Wayne. Yeah, no thanks to you. Uh, the set looks a little, little weird in that clip. Just gonna say. Yeah, let me. I mean, I'm not. I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to be okay. Oh, I'm trying to be. It just looks a little, a little bland. Yeah. <laughs> For this great hall and just the way it's shot. It's a little, I'm trying to be not too critical. It's just, yeah. it looks like an empty set sometimes and bland. Yeah, I can see that. I guess they keep it tidy in the Osiris Club. There's yeah. not a lot going But, on. you know, maybe in the context of the whole movie, I'll just not care. These are That's clips. That's true. This is the danger These of clips. These are clips, yeah, dude, dude. Out of context, completely. 100% dangerous. Um, All right, let's keep so watching them. Let's get, this one's the, the, the lovely Baba Yaga. Very, have you seen this one yet? No, no. I'm very curious your take on their Baba Yaga. So this is her house, I guess. This is inside. Why'd you summon her me? little, uh, I'm assuming this you is inside the games, chicken huh? chicken laid house. Yeah. It's they like a tesseract. It's so big in there. Yeah. I'm not interested. So he's been summoned by her, I guess. Which I think. I can't remember the context of the wild hunt if, if this is part exactly. Ugh. Yeah, very 
She's like an evil dead, like drag me to hell looking kind of thing. Very drag. I'm glad you nailed that. Very dra drag Ooh, me to hell. Look at those little wood legs. Wooden legs. Yeah. Didn't know that was the thing. I, she always is floating around inside of her little like mortar pestle thingy. She does have big metal. They're like they looked like metal to me in the comics. She, she does have big metal legs. Yes. If you look at like her action in the comics, she does does have artificial legs. Cool. That's his own design. Uh, any thoughts initially? I mean, yeah, she's a little more like writhy zombie-ish than I imagined in the comic. Like, I guess she was. Yeah, it's a definitely a full-on different take of ba Baba Yaga, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she's a creepy witch. I feel like this is going to work for some. Yeah. It's not working for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite. Like, there's, there's, I think there's really cool elements that you kind of miss out. Like, I've seen this creature in other movies, right? Like, if my immediate reaction is like, Oh, like drag me to hell. <laughs> like, yeah. Then that's, you know, it's not super distinct from other movies. I guess these legs are kind of neat, but it's also like. It's just the whole, the way she moves to me. Yeah. Uh, it, again, like you said, I've seen it before. And I also, I'm just like in the way she's talking, which is feels like yeah. it's just going to be like, I, it's just not the Baba Yaga I love from the comics where I like, yeah. I feel like she does maybe have a hiss and she's, but she's, it's less witchy and more, as you said, like. Drag me to hell, zombie. Yeah. S. It's a take. I guess they want her to be distinct from. I don't know. They I never, we've it. never seen Baba Yaga on screen from Hellboy until now. Yeah. And this is such a departure for me. Yeah. From the comic. I like in the comic that she's kind of matronly and has these like, like she's like this kind of like she's still like a crone, but she looks sort of like. She's got like a meat on her bones and she's like motherly in a to a degree because she's like taking children. She's drawing like kids away. So at some yeah. point she has to be like a little appealing. But I, I imagined her like basically like an older kind of like, you know, she's got like these huge boobs and like the like big like arms. Like <laughs> I imagine her kind of like. Like a soft old grandma, but then like once you get close to her, she's like eerie and creepy yes. kind of like you like not like you you see her from across a gymnasium and you know that she's a freak <laughs> like she's like, <laughs> you know, I kind of imagined like a little more, I guess like, you know, it's like does subtlety like that translate to a movie, but I think that it would. I, I it really would. think it would. So I'm a little. Yeah, I think I'm on your side where it's, it's not like my absolute favorite, but I still am. Well, I'm still like curious about her. Yes. Yeah. It's well, a, it's maybe the swing has a good payoff or something. I don't know. Yeah. And again, these are clips, the danger of the clip, as yeah. you said, out of context. Completely. But I mean, it's not, all I can say is hashtag <laughs> not my Baba Yaga. <laughs> not my Baba Yaga. <laughs> not my Baba Yaga. <laughs> all right, let's watch the last one. This is titled Arrived. Arrived. This is where, oops, put that Back it up, put that sound yeah, on. Yeah, let's hop on that. There we go. Where do you think you're going? So we have the it's blood like queen. And Gurach was going into a portal. Why do you fight for those who hate and fear you? All I wanted was revenge until I saw you. You can usher in the apocalypse. Out of the ashes, a new Eden will emerge. Leave these frail, pathetic humans behind. Be my king. Be revered for who you really are. All right. Okay. So that's kind of the usual, like, Hellboy shtick, I think, of, like, 
humans are gross. Let's kill them all and start again from scratch. And yeah. uh, just do it. Like, go ahead and do that. You could do that. It would be great. My only, my only gripe is her needing a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her going like, you could rule with me versus I think what we consistently get in My the comic. My blood queen don't need no man. Hell and, yeah. That's, yeah. I, and I honestly think when we get to her, you're going to find out. I don't think she ever had an intention yeah. of Hellboy being like standing next to her. Yeah, framing throat. it that way is like a little silly. I think you, because everybody just wants his hand. They, want, they, they want need that to hand everything. to destroy everything. Yeah. yeah. Is that her like way of doing it? I don't know. Bye, Dave. <laughs> Well, everyone, that was the first time you've heard my first girlfriend's voice. Beth. Beth, why would I not? <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> and when we get back, we're going to jump into BPRD's Night Train. Uh, I don't think we had any more final thoughts on the clips. No. They do. They they vary from what we love about the comic, but we're going to give it a chance on April 12th. So yeah. we'll be back and we'll be jumping right in on choo 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 Night Train. <laughs> Beth really brought in some hot energy. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Amy, host of Mom, Get Your Shit Together. And um, I don't know about you moms, but oftentimes I listen to beauty podcasts, which I love, love, love. But the hosts are not moms themselves. So I wanted to go ahead and put together a podcast for you moms where you can get all the products and hacks and self-care and beauty tips that's geared towards you and your life of keeping humans alive. So please check out Mom, Get Your Shit Together from Campfire Media. And you can hear it on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Aw oh, Crap a Hellboy Podcast, the show dedicated to the half demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we're jumping right into BPRD's Night Train. Woo! Night Train. It's written by Jeff Johns and Scott Collins. Uh K-O-L-I-N-S Collins. Ooh. I think I'm saying that right. And then also illustrated by Scott Collins and Dave Stewart. Ooh, Dave Stewart. Off yeah. The, not just colors. Helping like. to illustrate. I, I really do wonder what he helped with in that regard. Um, but yeah, of course, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Pat Brousseau, edited by Scott Alley, originally published in BPRD, uh, originally published as BPRD Night Train um, back in September 2003. And... For me, I'm reading it in BPRD Volume 2, The Souls of Venice and Other Stories. Oh, yeah. I got it in my uh, <laughs> omnibus of Plague of Frogs 1. So. It looks cool. Yeah, it's a good, it's a little good print yeah. um, of it. Yeah, so, so you get like, is that, that's the cover, right? Yeah, like the cover's that? pretty cool. Like a real, real uh, intense uh, Liz with a cigarette. Yes. And huge humunculus Roger behind her and then. Little lobster Johnson and some skulls. Some smashed up skulls. We see the little train in the background there. Yeah. Some smoke rising. And then right off the bat, some like real actiony sequence yeah. of a suit, you know, lobster Johnson hurtling towards the viewer on top of running on top of this train, barreling down the tracks in Colorado in 1939. We see like another sort of, he's a, you know, the Robin to, Lobster Johnson's Batman here. Yeah. A uh, sidekick that well, we have yet we haven't met yet. Yeah, he's not even named here either. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I wonder when they're gonna give him a name because we have maybe that's not until when he gets his own little spin-off. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. He's like very he's sort of like dressed like a little like soldiery, sort of like Air Forcey kind of a guy. 
Mm-hmm. He's got the American flag patch and stuff like that. And like the boots and everything. Very military looking young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're chasing this guy, this Nazi across the top of a train. Um, and it's revealed that inside the train are not only soldiers, but scientists working on the Manhattan Project. Whoa. Yeah. And this is 1939. Yeah. So they're like, they're yeah, they're working on they have like geniuses who are going to help make nuclear weapons basically inside this train. Um, the, the Bucky says, what's that? Like what's the Manhattan project? You don't want to know. <laughs> End of the line. Nazi. So like some good, like I like the lobster Johnson dialogue, you know, Heck like, yeah. yeah, he's very fun. Um, I like inside this train, the little like silhouette of him with the two goggle, like, circles kind of popping out against the silhouette. Oh, you mean when they go into the tunnel? Yeah, inside oh, yeah, the that tunnel. I think that's like good. cool. Yes. It's interesting to see this like even though it's still the same colorist um you know, like Dave Stewart, it's crazy again he's like matching his coloring to the to the like pencil. The yeah, pencil he's style. great at that. Yeah, he's very like versatile kind of a color artist, I think. And like really meets that style well so yeah we see this evil literally like twisted mustache nazi villain on yeah, top of very the uh, like just straight out of like um berlin <laughs> like yeah he looks like a very german-esque i mean he has a does he have a monocle on he might <laughs> i think <laughs> like, he of- does <laughs> i think he does here he like Looks like he's a very like steampunky, like kind of a adventuring looking. He's like the evil Indiana Jones of uh, Nazi Germany. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so he's kind of explaining, you know, Germany. He wants the bomb. They want the bomb first. You guys are done for. He, they do the great kind of like adding K's to stuff to really, uh, emphasize the German pronunciation of all of these words. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is fun. He fucking hops off the train while it's barreling across a, a huge bridge and pops out this uh 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 parachute parachute. That with word a, was alluding me. Yeah, parachute with a big old, with a big old swastika, swastika on, on there. Don't leave home without all your Nazi merch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> their their branding is crazy. Uh, yeah, so like Lobster Johnson firing off of the train down to a parachute, trying to blast this guy. Um, it's a trap. There's a bomb on the train. No, he didn't have time for that. And then on a huge explosion that I guess was like preset on this bridge. Yeah, knocks it off. Knocks everybody off the train. Um, crazy like bright oranges and yellows popping with this like into this like cool blue sort of a night. Crazy detailed. Uh, train explosion here too. Yeah, I would agree. This this crash is wild. Yeah, I mean it's just it's. I mean it's the equivalent of like J.J. Abrams Super Eight. Yeah, right here on the page. Yeah, it's right? nuts. <laughs> I like all these sound effects. Like the I think the train sound effects are really good in this opening sequence. Yeah, especially and then they transit when they hit the water. Yeah, sploosh. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> It's Is the Nazi very great. safely in the middle of all this crashing? Yeah, lands he lands safely. somehow. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Lobster Johnson's sort of recovering, getting up, looking for the Nazi. He's gone. 
um, all those poor men, justice will. And then he sees his sidekick has been impaled by a like shrapnel, some piece of wood or something. Yikes. Um, he's fucking dead. Close up on Lobster Johnson's claw in the front. And then we get to the next page and see a real lobster claw. Which is sort of a missed opportunity. I don't want to. Like you went. F- I get where your Iowa goes to that. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, like have it mirror it more. Mirror it at least top up top because yeah. I see the bureau first. Then I go to the lobster. I agree. Yeah. Whereas I think you should be seeing the claw. Right? It has like that first. little inset kind of a thing. But yeah, I, I agree. Like you could. They could have made the panel the same shape or something like that. Um, but yeah. A little yeah. missed opportunity. Just a little it? bit. Like you see like little little things where, yeah, I guess like they catch you up a little bit. Where like if it was Mignola doing it, he would have done that, like executed it completely perfectly. Yes, right? I would agree. Or you just don't need to like rely on like getting us to the bureau so quickly. Yeah. Like we don't need the establishing shot first off. I think you can trust us that if you went to the claw match, then we're, we're to, we know we're in a different place. Yeah. Like yeah. I think we're going to be like, okay, cool. Then you can catch me up that they're at the bureau. Yeah. Whereas I think they're a little like, I don't know. They just made the choice that like, we have to establish we're at a new location now. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Like just put this panel up a little bit higher and then do the bureau from, you know, explain the bureau over on the left side of the page rather than sure, yeah. it at the top right. Yeah. Um, I agree. Cause I think that's what they're going for. Like a cinematic kind of like cut to yeah, uh, it's a match cut. other lobster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we're opening, we're watching Roger just go to town on some lobster. Uh, I guess it's lobster day at the BPRD. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Mess hall or whatever, this like lunchroom. <laughs> yeah. There's dude. a ton of agents here. Yeah, there's so many. It like if without the bureau exterior, I would have think they were just at a restaurant. A restaurant. <laughs> totally, yeah. They're like a B and B or something. Yeah. And uh yeah, Liz is there drinking drinking some wine uh, and they're having like wine and beer at, at lunch at the BPRD. This is a pretty swanky lunch for these beer for these agents. Yeah. They right must have a good budget. Lobster, man. And then he's eating so much that she gives him his. Yeah, she's like, go ahead and take it. Well, she's like, anything boiled hits too close to home because I killed mm-hmm. my family, you see. Which is funny. Good that you guys bring that up. I almost want him to go, did you order that just to bring that up? Yeah, right. Like, why did you order it? How come you ordered the lobster? We know there are burgers because we see very shortly. Um, these two dickheads come up to them <laughs> while they're, they're eating. weird twins. I like that Roger. So like they always, I think like, I think other art writers specifically paint Roger in this kind of like big doofy cutie kind of a way. Yeah. Like I think like Mignola's is a little more brooding. Um, still like very innocent, but like totally. he, this is like a very silly, like he's like, thanks Liz. Like he's kind of eating a lot. He's like got the innocence of a child almost. Um, in these other like iterations of it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then, so like thing one and thing two or whatever, come up to them with their burgers <laughs> because, uh, so they could make like a mad cow joke and also so they could like shit on Roger basically is why they show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and who first, are these guys? Do you know who these I guys don't, are? I've never seen them. Who knows if they show up again? Yeah. Um, since I haven't read all of BPRD, I don't know if they'll show up. They look like either of their, Weird agents that they like are these weird supernatural twins that we yeah. don't maybe that we don't know their power. That's my yet. assumption. It's like they're you know maybe they're tele 
telepathically linked or something. Yeah. And then they reference like, oh, come on, you owe us for the assist with the leopard prints last week. So I assume yeah. there's like maybe one that we're that either is like in the main like Hellboy story or something like, I don't know, I guess. I don't know either. It's or, a good uh, where they're trying to just like flesh out the world or something. Yeah, because we've had references to other missions that we've never seen before. In the That's past. true. Yeah. So it could easily be that. Or it could be something we might find out about later. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. But they were like, they couldn't ask the cook to just like do his job better. They have to get loose yeah. to like finish cooking their burgers. Yeah. <laughs> they just want a reason for them to like come over and start talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Liz goes ahead and cooks their burgers a little bit more. Gets up. I'm going to go grab a smoke. You smoke too much. I know. Like they're kind of, you know, having this little banter. And then... As she like goes to leave, these guys are just like, you're a lucky thing, Roger. Just like come over and sit next to Roger just to be like, you're a thing and not a person. <laughs> like yeah. just to be the biggest assholes in the world. You see it hurts him clearly. He's yeah. like, looks down, dejected, sad, looking at his lobster until Manning comes up and kind of interrupts them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like snaps right back into being like the lobster's good. Like he's a happy, he's a happy boy, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Um. He likes working. Yeah. Yeah. He's like probably gives him purpose. Yeah, it gives him like a sense of yeah of like yeah a sense of perfect purpose. That's perfect. And then yeah, he's like giving. It's them a very funny gear. cinematic. Like curling quickly get to the mission. Yeah. Like they just come in with their camping gear already on. The the two like other BPRD workers, yeah, and they're like, "What's going on with the gear? You're going camping, yeah." <laughs> and then like back in his office, like Roger's already wearing it. Yeah, there's a ghost train that's been showing up more and more frequently. You guys got to go check it out. Uh, he's like, "Get some fresh air." Grabs <laughs> Liz's cigarette out of her hand, although she is smoking in his office. Yeah, rude. A little rude. I mean, and I don't even know when. What when did the law start coming down that you couldn't smoke in, indoors? I mean, by, I, by 2003, it's probably like... You're breaking rules. Yeah, I think at that point, you're... Yeah, it's not like guaranteed that you can smoke inside. Grabs her right out of her out of her mouth. Yeah. Um, fresh air, joy. And then it cuts to like... It's like a nice night scene in the middle of Alabama yeah. here where they're waiting by the train tracks, camped close by. Um, you know, they're just having fun together, making s'mores. Yeah, I guess that's what's just things like just try food, even though we're just filling up that humunculus. I don't know how he <laughs> how he digests. That's yeah, all. he's that's got all. a he's got a big like iron clamp over his butt. <laughs> like, oh, wait, his butt's exposed. It's oh, his, his butt's out. That's yeah, right. So I it's guess maybe he, he can. Maybe crudely he can shit. He can shit. <laughs> it's just one tube that goes straight down. From, oh. So he has taste buds, but then the rest just it's falls like, back out. It's like Casper's uncles. Oh, it goes okay. right through them <laughs> and lands on the floor. Casper's uncles. Casper's uncles. Best from reference Casper. we've ever had on there. Hey, love that movie, dude. <laughs> um, he loves uh, Roger. Loves food, which is like another cute. It makes him like a very cute like shaggy and scooby kind of a little yeah. you know thing where he's like a big eater um and i i do like this part where you know he's he's kind of a little sad and liz can tell and yeah. she's like you're still worried about what those dicks said aren't you like it's just funny yeah. that you you know it's it, it it informs us about liz's character too that she's like 
perceptive in that way. And yeah, like, totally. And yeah. she cares about him. Yeah, they care about each other. It's like, uh, he's like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> and then it's revealed too. Like Liz is like, I wanted to die. Basically, she's like, yeah. I saw you, and I thought, here's my chance to to be done with. You know, she was fucking depressed. She killed so many people. She couldn't really control her powers that much. Like, um, yeah, we're getting more clarification to those actions that like, yeah, her, it wasn't just a curiosity. It was a like, this is a burden. I want to try to get rid of it. And here's a chance. Yeah. Which has been her like sort of arc behind the, the pages because she did that. She got her powers back. Then she went. And then she like then chose to control them. Yeah. And went to that like, monastery. I guess if I'm going to do this, I better do it right kind of yeah. a thing. Uh, and Roger's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, don't apologize. Or like you already did apologize when you brought me back and gave me a second chance. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she's just being super nice to him. And it's like, you're, you don't deserve to be treated like that, basically. Totally. Um, And then, you know, as that's sinking in. We hear the whistle of the train and the screech along the tracks. Whoa. Um, Ghost train. Ghost train. <laughs> this is a crazy, like, the um, them being on this hill in this little corner as this, like, big, not like a full splash, but it's, like, across two pages here, I'm sure. Yeah, we have definitely have a two-page spread. Yeah, here. of the train, like, blowing down the tracks, screeching to a halt close to this old house. I think it's the old train station. Oh, that's like, the old train yeah, station. That's yeah, that's what I think it is. I that's what I believe. I guess a Nazi wouldn't fly the American flag over his house. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, unless he's trying to be, you know I mean, <laughs> blend like, in, blend in. He would probably do that. Yeah, but secretly have stitched a uh, swastika somewhere on it. Yeah. See these like ghost soldiers coming out. What are they doing? Um, you know, she's. Like Liz is like huffing and puffing. She says she's going to need another cigarette. And he's like, huh? Why does she say don't ask here? I don't know. Don't ask. I guess it's just like. So she says she's huffing and puffing. Give me a second. Christ, I'm going to need a cigarette. And he's like, huh? Is it just like, don't ask? Like, don't ask. Like why I need a cigarette? Right. Yeah. Just like, yeah, maybe like, he doesn't understand the appeal yeah, yeah. of cigarettes or something. Or like, how could that cigarettes help you? Cigarettes aren't s'mores. Isn't it s'mores? Or just like, how could that help you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's like, just, a, like, just don't even bother me about it. A knowledgeable human. I'm addicted would, to cigarettes. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a knowledgeable human would be like, you need to stop. Like, yeah, stop smoking. Cig- you stop smoking. He's like, huh? How does that help? Yeah. He's like, don't ask. Okay. He's just, I just like need too it. innocent. And she's like, I don't even have time to explain to you. Right? Yeah, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, uh, she kind of does the whole thing. Speaking of Casper, <laughs> yeah. Ghosts need, you know, they have unfinished business before they move on. So they want something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love Roger runs right up to them. He hears that and he goes, uh huh. He runs right up to them. Hello, what do you want? And then they barge right past <laughs> slash through him. They're he's like, throw, they hit him. He butts him. This yeah, ghost yeah, he's is like, able hey, to throw a, a rifle. We want to help. He gets cracked in the fucking mouth. That's interesting to me, though, that, that the, because I'd understand if you could physically, but the butt, the butt of the gun can hit him. I didn't, I just do. Did, I don't know. Maybe they can choose to be like when they can affect the physical world. Yeah. Well, I would think you're, then it would be like your elbow 
It's just it's the gun. Yeah. I'm like the gun has a spirit form, an ethereal form. Uh, yeah, I guess just so. complicated questions in my tiny a little brain. Of, a lot of yeah, a lot of logistical stuff with ghosts <laughs> that don't totally make sense here. Um uh Liz just tells like that kind of thing never works. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They barge up hurt. to this house. We see a very familiar looking mustache that mustachioed man peeking through the window um yeah they're they're trying to get inside and then roger and liz just bust on in um they're like what do you want she flashes the badge listen you're attracting a strange crowd buddy you'll protect me we see that k in there we so we know it's that german inflection like a german accent um and as they're leading this like seemingly innocent old man out of the house the old man smacks this contraption onto Liz's chest and yeah, or like an amulet. It's so, it, I, I very unclear what it was until they said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just like some strange sort of a Nazi doodad that he's either, you know, that he's made up or something. He, yeah, he admits to that. He like wrecked the train, but they don't, they still don't know why. And then, as they're kind of like figuring out like, what the hell did you just do? Um, the Nazi reveals, I did my job. I set a, I set your Manhattan project back years. Yeah. And I almost got away with that diamond lobster as well. So very like, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if it weren't for you meddling BPRD agents, um, lobster Johnson, you're a Nazi. <laughs> very fun. And then, yeah, Liz kind of figures out, very quickly, exactly yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, those ghosts are coming towards me. That old bastard must have figured out a way to impose his aura onto me. They're going to think I'm him. <laughs> it's like, sure, yeah. Sure, great. All right. Glad you, fa- glad you figured that out so quickly. Like, <laughs> But yeah, it's, you know, just kind of a way to be like, yeah. I guess the BPRD, maybe they've, there's they've precedent dealt with that. for that. Yeah. And it seems like a supernatural thing that you could do or mystical, like yeah, you put could my essence like, on somebody else. Yeah. 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 So he's, uh, so now Liz smells like that old man Nazi to these ghosts, <laughs> <laughs> sensing it. They rip her away from Roger's arms. They like surround Roger, take her away, put her on the train. Roger's very sad. He looks up to see Lobster Johnson's ghost. No Bucky ghost, no sidekick yeah, ghost. I can't believe these ghosts were, they totally overpowered him too. No oh, Bucky. Yeah. yeah, you're right. No Bucky ghost. Yeah. Um, go, run, now. Just like force, you know, compels him to go chase after the train. Yeah. Justice has waited long enough. So, so yeah, I guess Lobster Johnson's just going to show up as a ghost when needed. When needed. So he can just say to tell Roger to like to give an encouragement. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting too. Like he's kind of, yeah, he like, is it just around? Yeah. He's like sort of this like mentor to Roger. Yeah. Like he was in Conqueror Worm too. He kind of showed up and sort of was like, go do this. Like, yeah. That's, that's the sort of two times we've seen here. him so far. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Roger charges into this train, uh, smashes that little contraption, that yeah. Nazi contraption that was on Liz blows it up and he's able to like walk her off the train. She's not looking so good. You know, she's passed out. 
And then in Roger's mind, this is so sad. It's he imagines like you see this. Uh, I, I like the way that this is framed too, where you get his like um, profile. Yes. And teary eyes crying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he see he hears his friends like in his mind saying like, we never should have trusted you, Roger. You're only uh, you've only let us down. Poor Liz. I should have blown you up when I had the chance. Like, wow. Then we see like all the rest of the BPRD, like looking so sad, hating Roger, destroying him. Like he's back on a fucking slab in a laboratory. Um, until Liz in a grave and then just packing him up like a fucking, you know, like a box, like the he's fucking ark. Like, yeah. yeah. I put him away. Like right. Just, yeah. He's in that <laughs> Ark of the Covenant, like <laughs> yeah. locked away in the secret warehouse. government warehouse. <laughs> um, So sad. He's like crying, imagining that. And then Lobster Johnson's like, Roger, she's alive. I figured Roger being is like, I mean, not Roger Lobster Johnson being is like, like, mean as he is we've seen him and like rough i hear him like i almost almost hear him like she's alive man stop crying oh yeah (laughs) listen pussy (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's alive and like patting him on the back the not the nazi has rightly been caught now by the ghosts (laughs) we see in the background uh liz comes to thanks him for helping him out um finally we can Finally, they finally put the past to rest. Good idea, don't you think? He says, I guess so, yes. So, like, she's telling him, Ooh. like, put this pet, you know, don't feel guilty about your actions before. And, like, the you being a thing created yeah. was the past. You've proven yourself since then. She kind of, like, says all in that little sentence. Um, he says yes. And then just a ghostly a train smoky kind of a ethereal lobster Johnson silhouette. And that's the end of that story. Yeah. I'm very curious because it's like like my final thoughts on this are a little like, it's a fun little short story. Yeah. But then I have a lot of questions and I mean, we guess we'll just have to continue reading to find out. I'm very curious Cause it's self-contained, but there's a lot of like open-ended parts to me. And I'm wondering if it's cause there's going to be more stuff down the line or if it's just a lot thrown into one issue. Yeah. Because what are you, what's catching you up? One, like we, so ending on the ghost of lobster, I'm wondering, is it, are we hinting that he is around because he has unfinished business? And is that mm, due to yeah. the death of his, his cohort is yeah because that that person has not shown up as you pointed out you're like oh that person didn't come back after the train ride so is he still going to come around are we going to have more with him and roger and maybe is roger going to assist lobster johnson in completing the task that he needs to do in order to rest yeah and does that involve his well yeah because lobster johnson even says justice has waited long enough but i guess does he mean justice for that nazi on for like just Does that general? include his sidekick or is right. that like, um, yeah, because I would, I would assume and that I'm like, is that going to be finished or is it just, there's so much in one issue that they didn't bring back the assistant. Cause I'm like, if there's justice, I was like, it felt like hit it so heavy. It with him die his assistant dying on that train. Right. Yeah. I'm like confused as to why it's not resolved. That part of it isn't resolved by the end of this issue. Maybe that part's think- resolved, but he still has unfinished. Like he probably has so much that he is still around for. Right. Like there's a lot of un- like, 
you know, unresolved things for Lobster Johnson. Like he doesn't get on this ghost train and go away with everybody else. Like they're True. good and they like pass on presumably. Um, but it, but yeah. the issue itself, I'm like, if we're going to put in the assistant dying, why is that not resolved? Either yeah, either, you never see the ghost again. Yeah, and I'm like, why put that in there unless it's going to come up later down the line? Yeah. But I don't know because these seem to be like one off sort of giving it a try trying to figure out this BPRD right. as Scott Alley has said. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's like that kind of stuff. Um, I really do hope that Roger is a little more accepted and like over his little like him and Liz thing is done after this. Because yeah. that can fall into that thing where I get a little tired of like, it's the, it's the Peter Parker syndrome of like, Peter Parker, Par anytime I constantly am Peter Parker still dealing with his fucking guilt with Uncle Ben, yeah. I get annoyed. I'm like, yeah. somebody get him in fucking therapy and process it, please. Yeah, he needs to just talk through this finally. <laughs> and like. I just hope that like down the line, Roger is like, gets over that. So right. We can, so we can see, I want to see more depth to Roger. Yeah. Like get Liz a little confidence and, in yourself at a certain point. Like, yeah. Cause I think that allows me to grow the character to grow further. Right. And constantly be just stuck in that. Like, I think I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I like sandwiches. And also I feel bad cause I'm a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they go beyond that as all. I think so. Yeah. I think it seems like they're setting that up. Yeah. For him to be like, okay, that's resolved. But yeah, I mean, it's a fun little short BPRG. It was nice to like, we just came off of a, an Abe and, uh, which was interesting. Yeah. Abe and Roger. Yeah. Now Roger and Liz. So it's fun to see him interact with somebody. Mm -hmm. Johan's getting a little left out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he shows up for a second. He's in this fucking. That's true. Sad vision that Roger has. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought it was, it was good. Yeah. It was cool. Overall, any favorite dialogue or final thoughts dial favorite dialogue or favorite I guess I like that friend. Liz calls those guys dicks hell yeah I thought that was pretty fun like you know I think like it's the dialogue feels very like there's parts of it where it's like a little forced like as far as you know with mad cow and whatnot like those two guys are like so over the top dickheads like but I mean, between Roger and Liz, I think it's like pretty successful and they're like having a real conversation. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. I, I just like that page, too. Like, I think it just looks nice. The which page of those? Um, Them camping, like them oh, having yes. their first very page pretty. of camping. And also, I think Lobster Johnson in the beginning looks very cool. Like this version of him looks pretty cool to me. I like that big him running right at us. And him, like I've said, uh, in that tunnel, him like silhouetted with the orange light of his goggles yeah. still illuminated, I think looks really neat. It's a very like action-y uh, forward issue. For sure. Like more than I think we've ever had with the BPRD or Hellboy, right? Yeah. It feels very driven with like, in a sense, not in the traditional sense of like old comic books, but like any like describe a comic book to somebody this might be the kind of like feeling that people immediately associate with. I yeah. Think a little yeah. Bit. Besides being old, like old Kirby or Stan Lee, like, Oh yeah, it's probably action packed. It's very actiony, not only in like the drawings, but like even the panel layout, like the panels vary so much. So you're like, yeah. And they overlap. So you're like reading all it, reading it all really fast, which is like intentional, I'm sure. And yeah, it's like a very stylistically different from what we're normally seeing with Mignola, but it, not in a bad way at all. Like, I think it's 
No, it's not in a bad way. Yeah, I think it's, I I agree. Like I could see this style. You could like transfer this style to like to a a 2003 Spider-Man comic or something like that. It feels more like a traditional kind of a superhero comic in its like presentation. I agree. And I, and I don't think that's bad. I think you can tell why though. It doesn't have the full like stamp of like, Oh, they might continue this style in other issues, but from what my knowledge is they go with guy Davis, but I can almost feel like I get it. I'm like, yeah, this works, but it's not maybe it it doesn't, it doesn't feel very in line hundred percent with splintering from Mignola. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. As whereas Guy Davis seems like oh, a cousin too, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like this is great for what it is. It tells the story clearly. I'm never like lost at any point. For sure. Um, it does move. They're like, it's almost the equivalent of like too many, um, it almost verges, but never does. Yeah. Like too many edits and something. Yeah. Like, like how Boz Lerman, I can only equate to movies. <laughs> How Boslerman has too many cuts. Yeah. This is like in Whoops. between. You know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of cuts, but it they it no, I'm never lost and never overwhelmed. For sure. But in what we're used to, it's very Yeah. It's very it's jarring a lot more in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I think my favorite panel is the one you pointed out was like, is Roger's his like in his mind dreaming up what he thinks gonna happen to him if Liz dies. Yeah. It's a very sad moment. And I think I like it slows down for my taste of like where I want these comic books to be it's sort of like more a little contemplative and slower. Yeah. And I liked it and it's a little more emotional driven. So it's like, yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very that cool moment. Different version of Hellboy entirely. In yeah. Mind. It's crazy. Different point of view. It's very interesting. I don't think I have any favorites of dialogue. Not because it's bad, it's just nothing stands out for me. Yeah, nothing's like particularly because even though I think the voices are all clearer from everybody, it's never there's nothing that like rises above. Yeah. Because even Lost for Johnson's language, I'm like, yeah, that's his language. Mm -hmm. But it has no like like a line that like really tickles me. Yeah. I guess the closest would be end of the line Nazi. Like I can see why Nazi I can see why he's a big favorite. Like he gets to say shit like that, you know. Yeah, and it's a play on words with trains. Yeah. So yeah. it's very pulpy and perfect. He gets to have that, yeah. <laughs> what a fun character. Yeah, I can totally see why people are like, Lobster Johnson rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> a good, like, fun little issue to, like, just continue further on the mythos and the, the world of BPRD. Totally. I mean, it, it keeps me wanting to see what's going to come next and, like, makes you go, like, ooh, what other adventures will they have? Yeah. So very cool. Any other thoughts? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Makes me want to keep reading about them. Like it's uh, it's totally does its job. Yeah, it does its job. I I don't. It doesn't. I, yeah, that's it. I yeah. agree. It does its job. <laughs> um, we want to hear from you guys on your thoughts and our thoughts of this. You can email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. we love to hear from you and your thoughts on. This and we'd love to hear your thoughts on Night Train. So please let us hear them. <laughs> uh, based on this, any suggestions to our listeners to read, watch, or enjoy? Casper, the you really movie hit that about one. the friendly <laughs> ghost. <laughs> I do love 
that movie. I, I watched the shit out of that movie when I was a kid. Like, I remember watching it a lot too and seeing the theaters and loving it. Bill I Pullman, watched it kind right? of recently. Yeah, Bill Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci and Devin Sawa plays live boy Casper. And that super funny. Oh, uh, well, it has. Uh, is it Eric Idle? Eric Idle is the like one of the villains. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then they're um, trying to get the house or find the treasure or whatever is in the house. I can't remember. Yeah, I just remember they're trying to get find something. In order yeah, to make they're money. yeah. They think there's they think there's treasure in in the house, but it turned. Yeah, well, you gotta watch it. You gotta to watch. It. Don't I think this Casper. movie holds up. Like as far as the kids, like I think it's great. Kathy Moriarty is the name of the woman. Ah, uh, okay. Who's in great. it? I think she's awesome. I remember her standing out and being good. Yeah, yeah. She, she, what did you have a put her image up right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying, trying to think if I remember. I Can you pull her up her? Oh yeah, she's from a um. God, she's, she's raging in pole. a lot of stuff. Raging oh pole. Yyeah, yeah, yeah. Raging. I was pole. like, that's where I know her. Kindergarten Very unique cop. Voice. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Good stuff. Good suggestion. Yeah. Good fun, wholesome suggestion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got two more for you because I think the train, the ghost train, uh, reminded me of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like specifically, I think Ghostbusters two. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me. I haven't watched them in a while, but there's a part where two guys at the docks are watching like the Titanic or the ghost version of Titanic arrive and all the passengers right. are walking off. One. Yeah. But watch both. They're both, <laughs> they're both fun movies. I, they might not hold up these days just cause of like standards of like a comedy, I guess. Yeah. And I think there might be movies that if you watch at a later age, you might not enjoy it when you saw them at younger. Yeah. In the eighties or nineties when you were younger, a little. Yeah. I think that's part of, yeah, it always happens. <laughs> yeah. But I think except for Casper. Fun. Yeah. Except for Casper. Holds up. <laughs> Holds up classic. perfectly. Classic film. Yeah. That's all I got. Go watch Ghostbusters <laughs> one and two. Um, Have a delightful. I like old, I like old ghost special effects where it's just sort of like what you see at Disneyland where it's like, they clearly shot the people, then they superimpose them on. And yeah. It still looks good. It still looks eerie. Dude, the ghost at fucking the haunted house ride at Disneyland. What's it called? It's like the, the haunted mansion. Haunted mansion. They look great. Yeah. They They're look awesome. creepy. Yeah. Very creepy and good. I agree. They're awesome. Um, and ghosts are always a fun thing to play with. They're like time travel. You can find different ways to explore that idea. Yeah. Of ghosts. Different variations. Yeah. But awesome. Those are our suggestions for you listeners. Now you can follow us on Instagram at Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast. Yeah. On Twitter at Aw Crap Hellboy. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, now, if you do give us a five-star review and a rating and your review starts with the word boom, we will read your review and praise you right here on the show. Yeah. Now, before we sign off though, we got to give another prompt for all our listeners that want to participate. Yeah. Give them Kate, their prompt for this week's hashtag right hand of draw. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking, um, BPRD gambling. Ooh. Gambling. So, like, whether that's like instead what a, of g -g -g ghosts, we're getting g -g 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 -gambling. gambling. So, either like if he, there was like a deck of cards, what would it look like? Or if it was dice or something? Or if there was like a um, what's that shit? The the um, the slot machine. Slot machine. I wish you all could have seen her just <laughs> miming slot machine. Yeah, for you me. know, pulling the thing. <laughs> 
Um, the lever? <laughs> or like all of them around like a card table or something like that. You know, like any, all those dogs playing poker, but instead yeah, it's BPRD. But throw in the BPRD guys. Um, I love all this. Yeah. So BPRD slash Hellboy gambling. Yeah, gambling. Or you know anything, Horse races anything involving or a gambling. Monster race. Yeah, yeah. Monster oh, racing. So much. Them betting how far Hellboy can like punch a demon or something. Or using his. Here's one for you. I'm just giving <laughs> ideas that I clearly we're never going to draw our prompts. And our <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't. I'm surprised they haven't like knocked down. Called the, us out for being called us lazy out. as shit. Yeah, knocked down the doors, <laughs> taking us out into the streets. Um, but at a carnival, the thing where you hit, um, oh, to yeah, get the that, pin like, to hammer? go up, the hammer, him using his right hand of doom. Dude, yeah. Gamble. That's a good gambling that's thing. That's a great one, yeah. Uh, like that's fun. Games. Yeah, I think that's great. I love it. So that's it again. That's uh, when you draw these pictures and post them on Instagram and you want us to share, please use the hashtag right hand of draw and then tag us. Yeah. Um, we will repost those in the hopes that the world sees your art and then they follow and see more of your art. Yeah. That's all that's for is just so we can be, have a communication with you. That's not just verbal. Yeah. It's fun and visual. Right, hashtag right hand of draw. This week's is BPRD slash Hellboy gambling. <laughs> Can't wait to see those. Yeah. Um, thank you guys again for listening to this week's episode. Um, we really appreciate all of you out there and we'll see you next week. Plus, We love you. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. We're the hosts of Kardashian It, a podcast about all things Kardashian here on Campfire Media. The first family of Calabasas is back with season 15 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We're recapping episodes each week and covering a never-ending news cycle of the rapidly expanding Kardashian universe. Which includes crossovers with your favorite rap and sports stars. And this season we can expect family drama, secret pregnancies, the Chloe Tristan cheating scandal, and cover-up. And let us not forget Kanye's pre-album drop meltdown or Kim's new Trump allegiance. Hey, even if you aren't a fan of this family, their reach stretches to so many areas of pop culture, you're not going to want to miss our examination of the ultimate celebrity phenomenon. So check out Kardashian It, a podcast about all things Kardashian. And remember, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Kardashian It on Campfire Media. Campfire.